blessed Pentecost to you. My friends, Pentecost is a Greek word, and in the Greek word, um, it's not a name, uh, but is a number. It is the conclusion for us of the 50 days of the Easter season, the number Pentecost, Pentecoste is 50, and of the church in his name. Um, as I said, Pentecost is the celebration of 50 days uh, after the resurrection. And the solemnity uh, is often thought of as the birthday of the church. Uh, however, uh, some hold that the church was born while Jesus was on the cross and after he had been pierced by the lance in his side and blood and water flowed um, from his side, which represents the sacraments. Um, they consider this to be the, the birth of the church. Uh, but either way, uh, Pentecost is a wonderful celebration of the gift of the Holy Spirit and all the graces uh, that the Holy Spirit brings uh, with him. Our Acts of the Apostles, today's first reading, recounts how tongues of fire descended uh, on the apostles and they were able to speak in various languages uh, of the known world. The Pentecost gift of tongues is different from uh, the charismatic gift of tongues. And I always bring this up because sometimes people think they're the same, but they are different. The charismatic gift of tongues enables people to speak in a language uh, that is not understood. Uh, often uh, it's been put forth that it is in an angelic uh, language. The Pentecost gift that uh, was given um, is one that uh, is of languages of the human race, um, and so therefore it is uh, a sign of communication. The, the apostles were able to speak in every language of all the people who were present. And in fact, it was a kind of prophecy of the church today that preaches the gospel and celebrates the liturgy in all the known languages of the human race. Now, uh, the Mass is said in the vernacular, uh, meaning if you're in Germany, it's in German. If you're in the United States, it's in English. Well, in the United States, it's, in, it's available in Spanish and Portuguese and uh, Tagalog and uh, uh, whatever the parish, um, whatever the minorities are that are there. In the Gospel reading, Jesus transmits to his apostles the gift of the Holy Spirit, enabling them to continue the ministry given to him by his Father. And uh, in John's Gospel, this is a particular interest is of the forgiving of sins. Luke will focus on the preaching of the gospel as the gifts, but John takes a different path. Uh, uh, he puts forth that uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the power uh, is given through the Holy Spirit is to forgive sins. And Jesus brought our world the gift of the forgiveness of sins. That's why he came. He knew that forgiveness would be needed in every generation. The people he forgave in his earthly life were only the beginning. In the gospel, he gives his apostles the power to complete his work. And uh, what the master began, the disciples will be finishing. In his letter to the Corinthians, uh, our second reading, St. Paul describes the different kinds of spiritual gifts also and the different services and uh, our ministries and the works the Spirit gives to each disciple. It means all of you. Each one of you who are baptized are a disciple, and therefore the uh, gifts have been given to you. 
and uh, it is for the building up of the kingdom of heaven and not that you may be a peacock on a stand and look nice <laughs> and to boast about it. And that's not why it was given. Um, the grace that's given through the Holy Spirit transforms our inner life while at the same time transforms our communities, the Christian communities, but all communities and, and ultimately society. Furthermore, the Holy Spirit enables us to live with a depth of connection to God that is not naturally possible on our own. That's why Christ had to come, because we could not reach him. So Jesus comes down so that we will now have a path. And the Holy Spirit enables even more so the disciple can grow even deeper and closer, that he may enter into the very life of the Holy Trinity. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is symbolized as fire, symbolized. Remember, the Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is a person, the third person. And so, but in writing and in how we understand it, the Holy Spirit is um, symbolized as uh, flames that uh, form, uh, that uh, is like light that guides our way. And the Holy Spirit can work in our life in many ways, in every way uh, that the Holy Spirit chooses. And uh, the Spirit can warm the coldness of hearts, the human heart that has distanced themselves from God and actually from other people. Because the whole idea of them able to speak in the language is to bring them into one. As a one human race and then ultimately one with the Father, Son, and Spirit. The Holy Spirit has the, uh, the grace and the power to illuminate our minds to recognize the truth, capital T. Not what we hear on TV. They need to speak their truth, whatever that may be. And I don't know what that is usually. But the Holy Spirit allows us to understand the truth, capital T. The Holy Spirit can cleanse us and set us free from difficult memories and a burdensome past. This is where forgiveness comes in. Jesus forgives, not in part, completely. I mean, we look at Peter, who denied Jesus in the moment he needed him most, and we, Jesus comes back and doesn't say, Oh, you horrible man. He says, peace be with you. And even before that, he has food with them. He barbecues and eats with them. And that's a whole different theological meaning. But uh, Jesus didn't come back with a grudge. So in fact, uh, he heals Peter because Peter has something to do for him. And the only way that can happen is complete forgiveness Complete her rehabilitation, if you will, so that he's able to do what, uh, what Jesus wants. The Holy Spirit can burn out evil from our hearts to leave space for God's grace. The Holy Spirit has also been compared to breath. And Deacon Michael and I were speaking about what that could mean uh, in different things. And before we knew it, we were already in the Old Testament. And I, Ezekiel, Daniel, <laughs> you know, Genesis. And we were looking at all the, the symbolisms and, and where the Holy Spirit was in action. And in the Old Testament, um, I think the word is rock, R-A-U-C-H, rock, meaning breath. And it's used uh, for uh, the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, um, uh, 
in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is capitalized. In the Old Testament, it is not um, because they didn't, under, they didn't understand uh, how that, uh, under, they didn't understand it. Uh, but um, we can see where the Trinity was always present and it was always um, made possible. Mary and Deacon Macau were laughing. We were like, how did they not know that Jesus was the Son of God? They did this because they thought he was lying. And the whole Old Testament spoke about it. <laughs> you know, and Deacon Macau and I would just scratch our head. <laughs> I don't know. There it goes. That's what happens when interpretation is interpreted incorrectly. In our gospel, Jesus breathes on the apostles, sending his own spirit into them. In this way, the Holy Spirit can make the disciples, all of us, powerful instruments of Christ's grace to the people around us. The Holy Spirit is compared also to water. Water irrigates and nourishes and uh, gives growth and uh, water has I think about water that falls down onto a rock, and eventually it shapes the rock, which is much harder than, it's, than the water, right? So we see the very power of water. And, uh, uh, but um, water irrigates and nourishes and gives growth, in, but it can also destroy. We saw uh, in, this, in the story of Noah. Uh, in our life, in the life of the church, the Holy Spirit gives daily growth, however, to fidelity and holiness, and sometimes, uh, as well, the Holy Spirit can come with a torrent of power to eliminate what is obsolete and a barrier to the gospel. Whether we experience the Holy Spirit as a peaceful dove or as fire or as water or as breath. The Holy Spirit will always guide us and the church to do what is in accord with Christ's will. That is why I am not overcome with great anxiety uh, when something has gone on in the church or a scandal happens and we do what we can. Uh, but Jesus promised, I will always be with my church. It will always be mine. I will always head it. And the Holy Spirit will always be present. And as I said, the Holy Spirit has the power to Eliminate that which is wicked within it. And to refresh it and make it anew again and again. Friends may leave us. Allies may abandon us. And scandals may try to shake our faith. But the Holy Spirit remains with us as our link to Christ. And keeps us together as church. By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, people of every race, of every language, of every tribe, of every nation, have come to know God as Father and Jesus as their Savior, as the Son of God and the Holy Spirit, third of the Trinity. On the day of Pentecost, the church appeared before the world as a sacrament of universal salvation. Whether we understand Pentecost as the birthday of the church or as the epiphany for the church, it proclaims that the church is truly Catholic, small c, universal. Finally, 
the outpouring of the Holy Spirit provided the apostles, the first disciples, and the disciples today with courage. We are told you have not been given a spirit uh, of fear, of cowardness, but of courage. Courage for what? To go and do what you want? No. <laughs> Although people do that. But courage to speak about Christ, to speak his truth when it is not popular. It wasn't when Jesus walked on the earth, and it still isn't. But it is still the truth, and the courage is still needed. The Holy Spirit also gives the apostles and disciples today the ability to love and to get on with the task that Christ has given the church and all of its members. In John's Gospel, this is by way of building up the kingdom of God, but also for asking for forgiveness. Not only asking for forgiveness, but by forgiving others and not holding grudges. In imitation of Jesus, who set the example for us, forgive as my Father in heaven forgives. And Jesus' example that by coming back and not holding a grudge against Peter, that is something that I probably could not have done. 